This is CliffCentral.com. It's your special guest host on CliffCentral.com. Hello, everybody. It's me, Lorraine. Laughter Therapy with Lorraine Maisel. Haven't been around for a while. Dunks, how long has it been now? About a month, eh? It's been too long, Lorraine. Oh, bless your soul. <laughs> Here we go again. I've got a bit of a crush on him, just saying. So, yeah, it's good to be back at Cliff Central with my family. I'm able to... Um, to talk and chat and, and, and talk about life and what's been going on and what's been going on with me. So, yeah, so life is going on. Um, things are happening. Um, I have uh, been in Cape Town for three weeks, Duncan. It's been very nice. I was, I was working there. It was so nice driving to work in the morning and I would just have the mountain on my right hand side and the ocean on my left hand side. Mm. Sounds like white privilege to me. Uh, ha! You have just hit the nail on the head. Correct. Excuse the pun, but let me just say something. To you. <laughs> that was a hard blow. I have somebody in the studio today who is actually going to have a. We're going to have a discussion about white privilege. Really? So you and you didn't even know this. I so didn't. so so you have really um going to this discussion between the three of us is going to be quite interesting. Um, no, I don't think it's white privilege. I think it's hard work. Uh, somebody <laughs> who's worked her ass off, yeah. her butt off, to actually go and drive to work in Cape Town. You mean someone who was given the opportunity to work hard and do all that stuff? I ha- no, 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 no. I haven't, I, it doesn't mean that I got. I haven't got a degree. I haven't got education. I've got a standard eight. I th- there's all of these things that you have to take into consideration. I might be white. But please believe me, Duncan, privileges I didn't have. I was working at 16. Mm. Just saying hashtag. Yeah, look at you shaking your head. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Mark Wood. Hello. Welcome Hi. to the studio, Mark. Thank you. Really, really good to be here. Good, good, good to good. Uh, meet all these great people. Yeah, it is. It isn't. It's fantastic. The Cliff Central team is such an amazing family team. Um, it's such a great energy between everybody in the sh- in, in the studio. Bless. So, Mike is a good friend of mine, and we went out for breakfast on Sunday morning, and we started having a conversation. And I just hadn't seen him for months and years, and I just thought, hang on, I just need to connect with this man, and I. I bumped into him about three months ago, um, and um, we no, it was about yeah, it's about two months ago. Where was it? Is it so yum? Hey, yeah. First of all, I, I mean, I just have to say that if anyone hasn't seen you for a long time, they need to see you now because <laughs> when I did bump into you, I didn't recognize you because you you've gone through a transformation of your own. And uh, yes. um, if uh, anyone knows Lorraine, uh, if you have a look at her now, she looks incredible. She really does. She is. She's looking amazing. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. That's very nice. That's nice to hear. So yeah. So we bumped into him, and he didn't recognise me. And then I said, "Please take me on a date." Like hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And then he kicked him in the ball. Said to him, "Come, come, take me on a date." But no, I didn't hear from Mark. Obviously, he's busy. <laughs> so, so what do I do? I go Saturday morning. I'm lying there, and I'm thinking in bed of Mark. <laughs> And I'm thinking, it happens. Yeah, 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 often. Um, so I'm lying there and I'm thinking, I need to get in contact with this person that's, that I, I used to, 
that we would party together. We were like in a crowd of friends. And then every so often, Mike and I would sit on a couch somewhere at one of our friends' houses. And we would have these intellectual, in-depth conversations. And that's what it really, it really boils down to is that, 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 that deep conversation that him and I used to have together that showed us that there was something more uh, of a of a of a of a connection on a spiritual level. That's what I'm going to say on an energy level. Um, so we sat and had a conversation, and Mark has changed jobs and moved and has started a an incredible foundation um, um, called Believe. B e e Believe. <laughs> <laughs> so Duncan did Wait, wait, wait Is this Are you saying B.E.E. should leave Or are you saying Believe <laughs> I'm trying to understand Nice one No, I'm definitely Duncan's saying, very sharper I'm definitely saying Believe it Believe sh- in I, it I, I, As it happens I don't believe That B.E.E. should leave I'm, You don't I'm, believe in B.E.E.? I believe in B.E.E. I'm, I'm a proponent I believe it should stay but the word, the, the the name B stay had been taken, so I, I took believe. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so I wanted to talk to, I wanted to sit down and I just want to have a conversation with you, Mark. I just want to sit down here and and chat to you about where did this come from? How, how did you start this? Why did you give up everything in the advertising world and in production and in and and, and just decide this is what I want to do? I want to give back to this country and I want to give back to uh, uh, and the black and the white people of this country because. I said the same thing and I've said it to Duncan before is that for me, the color of your skin is exactly that. It's a pigmentation of our skin. It's, we are exactly the same inside. I have got the same stomach, the same organs, the same everything as any other person, whether you be Chinese, black, white, pink, green or orange. So I want to, I want, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want you to tell us what you what that is about. What what does this, this black and white okay. struggle? Is. So, so firstly, um, believe isn't a foundation. Um, it is a uh, it's it's not a non for profit. It's not a, a community initiative. It's very proudly a, a for profit business because um, I, I believe that in order to effect real change, you need to do good business. Um, and uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is I just want to add some form of disclaimer up front here um, because I know that, uh, you know, we are potentially uh, delving into uh, some, some sensitive uh, areas and sensitive topic, and, and that is that I very much regard myself as a student of this country. I'm not for one minute uh, I'm an authority on this subject. It is something that I believe very passionately about and that I uh, really buy into. And as a result, uh, I'm doing what I'm doing. But I don't regard myself as a self-proclaimed authority. Um, I may well say things that will create offense, use the wrong terminologies. I don't know. You know, there's, we, we, we've still got a long way to go um, with regards to dialogue. Because dialogue in this country is is very sensitive, and and I think the uh, why one of the reasons why I'm so excited to be here is we really need to um, open up dialogue and be unafraid to open up dialogue, even if it is controversial, because that's what's going to be necessary to start breaking down these barriers. Communication. That's what it's about. You know, it's just it's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm in PR, and, I, and and as I'm listening to you, so I'm thinking to myself. 
that that is, I think that's the vital part for us as, as, as people, as humans to be communicating with each other. Cause if we're not communicating each other in a beautiful, positive way, I mean, I had this conversation with you that I didn't agree with them burning art and, and people, and people uh, walking around and doing, uh, uh, like making a stand in a way that for me was taking other people's emotions away. That for me wasn't okay. Turn around and say, you know what, this is not okay. Let's have a discussion. Let's let's find a way forward for all of us as humans. Um, and and you ha- and you came and you said something to me about um, to about stay about yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. About- I mean, I think I think what's happening, uh, and again, these are my observations, which which um, get backed up daily. But I think what's happening is that there's uh, there's obviously a, a, there's a growing resentment. Uh, in this country, um, on both black and white sides, and uh, we have a we have a polarization of of black and white, um, and and I really believe that we are we're moving further away, uh, not closer together. And post the transition um, from from apartheid to democracy, um, I think we've actually moved further away, um, uh, and and I think that's part of the problem. And 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 the, the, that polarization is. Fueled by on the on on the white side uh, by fear, fear of loss. Yeah. Um, and I think the okay. important thing is to understand what white fear is, because white fear is mocked to some degree, understandably. But uh, it's really important to understand what that is and and what it's made up of. And on on the other hand, is is black entitlement, or or you know, and the word entitlement somewhat um, controversial as well. Maybe expectation is a is a better word to use, but. Those are the nuclei, if you like, of those poles that are um, created, la- sort of launching rockets at each other because mm. uh, fear is uh, launching rockets at entitlement and entitlement at fear and so on. And they're feeding each other. And all the, the, the stuff that's going on in this country, uh, the economy, uh, politics, uh, dissatisfaction with the government, whatever it may be, is fueling that divide. As it happens, BE is one of those components that is fueling that divide. Um, and it's so much of that is really about understanding. So you spoke about communication and understanding earlier. Um, I, this is a very serious topic for laughter, Laura. I mean, yeah, no, 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 it is. It right is. I, we're on the right track. Absolutely. Um, I, I, Do I need to throw a joke in the middle? No, 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 no. Well, I'll throw on. a joke in just now. You know, I just want to. I, I just want people to know what you're doing and what the and 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 what this is about because I think there's a, there's a, there's a huge possibility for a lot of listeners and a lot of people that can can benefit from this. So, so I, I think my okay, if I, if I, I, if I have a look at my my journey and since I come out of the more recently, I mean, as you mentioned, I've 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 had had a few jobs. I, I've been slightly schizophrenic actually, and my my CV looks uh, very jumbled. But, but you are, you know, I don't think so. You're not a young man, and we all have those jumbled CVs. Okay, thank well, you. Thank, to give yourself some no, credit. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Bless your enough. soul. Thanks, thanks, thanks. But um, I think more recently I've spent uh, the last 10 years or so in the advertising and, and marketing industry. And I left that um, about two years ago um, to embark on contributing back to this country. And, I don't, and that sounds very fluffy, Bunny, and, and, and altruistic. It's not that at all. It was just I felt that I, my, my, my inherent talents were better put to use um, elsewhere. And um, I, my first foray into this, I, I joined a, a business called the Aweto Project. And uh, working with them, I, it really opened my eyes to some of the realities in this country 
one of them is the reality of white privilege. Um, and, again, you know, again, I, I, I hesitate to sound revolutionary about this whole thing, but white, white privilege is something we don't understand as, as white people. And as it happens, black people also don't understand white privilege. Um, their understanding of white privilege is, is, is probably, they probably give it a little bit more uh, cred than it than it deserves in in some instances, and they overestimate the extent of white privilege. But again, that's human nature. It's because of this lack of understanding, and and we as white people underestimate um, the the value of of white privilege. So, what I mean by that is, if you black businesses almost have they start on the back foot because there's an expectation that they are going to fail. Um, and, yeah. and and completely. When when white People deal with black people in business. There is an undercurrent of distrust, um, and and they're almost waiting for them to fail and going. You see, told uh, you so. Told you so. This BE mm. thing doesn't work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What we've really got to realize is the full extent of the privilege that we have had as as white people, mm. and and what I mean by that is not just education, um, not just um, uh, having food on the table, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not it's not just that. It's about legacy. So we have and traditions and and traditions. We have a we have a legacy of business uh, that is that has spanned hundreds of years. Uh, and that is infused over into different generations. We are talking South Africa here. We're talking about South Africa. Yeah. But, okay. Um, uh, you know, dinner table conversations have have been passed down around. You know, the b- business discussions and high level discussions, high level thinking based on the base that we've had. Uh, sitting at the dinner table, m- my father always had his own. Yeah, your Sorry, father I've had. Just got a message here that I have to move my car. Can we move it for you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, where did you park your car? <laughs> yeah. The white guy is going to drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want the black guy to do it. Please, please, please. Sorry. Sorry. So, so I think that you know, when I when I when I uh, grew up sitting at the table, we spoke business. We spoke, um, you know, from as young as I can ever remember, um, and. There's a level of legacy that uh, that speaks to that speaks to white privilege that we've had, and and we we forget about that. Um, you know, for for the most part, any black business ownership was informal sector, spaza shop, or whatever it may be. Um, and a lot of the expectations that we have of black businesses and black business people are unrealistic. These businesses are failing not because they're black, and this is the important thing. They're failing because they knew. They've only just sat down at this table. There's a legacy of experience that is that that is lacking, and we mm. have to adjust our expectations around that. And do you think people don't give them a chance? Do you think people actually totally. go, "Well, hang on a sec," you know? There's a lot of judgment as as you arrive at that at, at that meeting straight away. Totally. I mean, I think we we have this immediate expectation that uh, apartheid's gone. We've got BEE. Well. Come on, then you you know we, we we should all be in the same place, and and we're not allowing for for legacy, and it's not about living in the past, and it's not about harping on about apartheid. But the other thing we have to appreciate is that the legacy of apartheid and inequality in this country is going to last for a long time. It's not something that we can fix overnight, um, and we actually haven't even started doing the work yet. Uh, to be frank, the transition from from apartheid to democracy has largely been 
driven by policy and by legislation. There haven't been, there's been very little in the way of hearts and minds transitions, mm. initiatives that govern the hearts and minds transitions. We've, we haven't been educated as to how to deal with each other. We come, we are so fundamentally different. And the way that I often like to look at it is it's almost like we're in a, an arranged marriage um, where we didn't know each other. From Russia we, and, yeah, and, and, and Hong Kong. Yeah, you know, I and mean, trying we, to put that together, trying to put those traditions and those two completely different backgrounds. Yeah. But wait, wait, what did you say? Because we are all human beings, we should have a, a common understanding of each other, right? So, uh, but what we what we can't ignore is the fact that we culturally, heritage wise, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, we come from very, very different backgrounds. So, so does a, a Zulu person and a Corsa person, but they also struggle to coexist. So I think the problem mainly is just human beings just don't like each other. Yeah, but uh, I, I agree with you. And, and we have, I mean, look at English and Afrikaans. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's uh, a whole history of uh, strife there as well. So it's not, it's not only about black and white. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that black and white almost becomes a bit of a metaphor for, for just humans in general as well. And humans with th- that are different, uh, even men and women. So if you ever look at this arranged marriage analogy, um, we, we, we agreed to this marriage. We decided that we needed to be married. We decided that it was for the better of this country and better of, uh, for, uh, for the better of the people. But we knew nothing about each other. So we came together in a marriage. And 20 years later, we have complete lack of understanding of each other. And we need marriage counseling is the truth. We, we need counseling to try and be- bring us back together again. Um, and that's really about understanding. And I've, I've been through my fair share of marriage counseling. I haven't been married, but, but I've mock charged before. I've, I've, uh, I've been engaged twice and, and, and I've been through some, um, some serious marriage counseling or couples counseling. And really the fundamental part of that is understanding. If you understand where the other person is coming from, then you indict them less. And, and that's what we're lacking is understanding of where the other side is coming from. And I mean, I, I don't so like to use the word side. If, if, if we're looking at marriage counseling, how, how, I mean, yes, I agree with you. I mean, we all have these different backgrounds. It's all over the world. It's all over the, it's everywhere. But here in South Africa, where we live, where we have to live our day to day lives and, 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 and exist. What is that marriage counseling? How do we all sit down around a round table and actually have marriage counseling? How do we actually take that and then action it? Because that's really the most important. We could all sit down and have these conversations for years and years and years and years and 20 years down the line. Um, we've, we've, we've just chatted and talked, and, they, and but nobody's actioned. Nobody's actually taken the action and done anything about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree, and I think that um, we almost – Sort of sitting back, waiting for for perhaps for government to do this. That's never going to happen. Um, we really need to take responsibility for for ourselves now. Um, a, we need to start opening up that dialogue, as I said to you. So, with with some degree of safety. The problem is, is that the race war has has really sort of taken to social media now, and and uh, it's been it, it gets very ugly, um, and it doesn't allow for. For us to express ourselves, which I think that's the first start, whether it's controversial or not, you need to be able to express yourself and you need to have your views challenged, but in a healthy way, because that's when we start thinking about stuff. Um, well, that's when you got me thinking at this breakfast on, on Sunday morning. You really got me thinking about, you know, I am a white privileged person and I've never looked at myself as that before. You know, yes, yeah, you're right, Duncan. You know, 
the thing about the thing about <laughs> the thing about white privilege, you know, if I speak to my contemporaries about racism, we all regard ourselves as 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 progressive, if you like, and um, you know, people would be horrified. Certainly, my contemporaries would be horrified if you called them racist. And and the truth is, is that there is a difference between, I believe, between racism and classism, and uh, I think we confuse the two. Um, I know, agree. I think if we if we look at, unfortunately, the face of prosperity in this country is still white, and that's part of the, the inequality battle that we're fighting. The face of poverty and the face of crime is still black. Now, those are things that we we have to try and break down. Um, but if if we look at if we look at the, the this classism theory, um, you you associate with people closest to your class structure. Mm. No, and, absolutely. and we find, we find different classes quite abrasive. Um, so mixing with a different class, right? You yes. find that abrasive. And, and because the majority of the working class in this country is still black, we confuse that. Like, is that racism or is that classism? So, you know, I think these are, I don't know what the, what the exact answer is, but that's, that's There's a no discussion. Answer. Point, There's right? absolutely, that's the discussion. I keep getting uh, um, pointed. <laughs> I don't want, I, not yet. <laughs> so, so um, tell me, I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to look at me as a person, you know, as a, as a human being. And having that discussion with you made me look at myself a little bit, a little bit mad. And I'm, and I'm going, I want to, I, I want to hug that person on the street. Um, that's a beggar or a, or, or a, a, a guy that puts your car in the in, in the traffic and and tries to put, show you how to park your parkings and and things like that and and I and I I've, I've sh- like shaken people's hands and I've and I've had conversations with them because but I don't I've never looked at it as me being privileged and it really opened my eyes this week and thinking about it and that's why I asked you to come on the show because I really looked at it and I went into myself and looked at me and said. Law, you need to take a good hard look at yourself and see what what you've offered this country. See, the thing about the thing about white privilege, law, is that uh, we, you know what we forget is that we've come off the back of fifty years of one of the biggest affirmative action programs in the world, absolutely, and that was called apartheid. Um, they fucked it up. Now we have to fix it up, and and we are now uh, dealing with the product of our. Ancestors, and we've got to deal with it. We can't just shrug it off and go, "We didn't do it." We're a part of it, whether we like it or not. And and the thing about white privilege is also recognizing, um, you know, there's almost like a a way, a, a different differentiation or a different definition of racism. So racism, for us, standing around the bri is, you know, when you refer to black people, you do it in air commas. Mm, you know, you come to black people and they. And uh, we finally started calling the, the gardener the gardener as opposed to the garden boy. And that is, that doesn't, that's not now absence of racism. Um, really what we've got to exercise is the understanding of what white privilege means and how do we, uh, how do we put that to good use? That's it. It's action. It's about taking it to that good use and, 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 and working at it as a, as a team of human beings. That's a good way of putting mm, it. Absolutely. We all, and it's a team. It's a team of human beings just taking it together, understanding each other's culture, understanding each other's language barrier, and also being able to 
I think this is sounds so airy fairy as well, Mike. And it's that it's, it's something that I've I've really worked with through most of my life is acceptance of each other. You know, um, that person that lives next to you, um, who happens to be a Koza or a Sutu or a Zulu, who actually goes and slaughters a cow next to you in your house in Parkhurst. What's the difference to that for? Me as a Jewish woman having a Friday night Shabbos where we all singing and we all got chanting or whatever or lighting candles or whatever the case might yeah, be. Absolutely. What is the difference between the two? Absolutely. And you, you know, if you ever look at the white acceptance, if you like, of, of black people, we'll say, Oh no, we're, we're not racist. We've, of course we, uh, we completely accept black people. We accept black people that have come over to our side. Yeah. We haven't gone over to their side. Right, our expectation, so our expectation. You know, the, the 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 one of the legacies of apartheid in this country is that this country is dominated by a white white culture. We're eight percent of the population and declining, and but yet the white culture dominates. Oh this God, country. I need to breed. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I just had that thought. <laughs> are you, Duncan, are you keen to breed with me? Uh, you know, the bloodline must continue. <laughs> Come on, come on, Duncan. You're not going to. Well, maybe you do get offers like that all the time. I don't know. I, I don't. Duck, are you in? Uh, I'm in, Lorraine. Yeah. You know, uh, for the betterment of our country. Oh, wait, so can you put the flag over my face and fuck for the country? I will. Stay for the country. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's take a little bit of a break, um, and we will be back in a few minutes. We're going to listen to a song. What are we going to listen to, Dunk? You know what, Lorraine, uh, because we're talking about this, I thought we should appreciate the African culture a bit more. Yes, so, man. Go, baby. Give well, me one. What I'm thinking is that uh, we'll never go wrong with a good old Kwaito song. Go for it. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> Pronounce it on bed. Great song, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> you so you were vo- bouncing around you like a mental person. You, I just you, want you to all know that, that Lorraine and Duncan were actually procreating to that song. Yes, yeah, so, so there I'm, we go. <laughs> you, you looked rather uncomfortable throughout the whole song, Lorraine. Oh, bullshit, Duncan. <laughs> You're such crap, man. Why would I be uncomfortable? I don't know. It's, uh, Listen, <laughs> I used to do that. What's that dance that you dance with the, with the boots, the rubber boot dance? I used to do that at school. That's, it's not a black thing. And, and, and it's, <laughs> it's why? It was. It was a Zulu thing. It no. was, wasn't it? When you it did was, those, those dances? It, it, it was a minor thing. That's what the miners uh. did in the mine. Not because it wasn't a black thing, Lloyd. There we go. There we go. Some, you know what? Somebody teaches me something every day, Duncan. That's and there's a friend of mine that says one thing for sure. Every day is a learning day. No. It's well, same thing. School day. Oh, okay. So every day I learned something. I didn't realize it was from the miners. I thought, you know what? And and and, and those Zulu guys wear the chairs broken. No, it's not. Just, oh. Your legs just heavy. Okay, and and those the the things that the Zulus wear around their 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 ankles. Ankles. Yeah. Is your legs supposed to be in. Like D- Duncan's I'm leg. Just wondering <laughs> what exactly. <laughs> Dunk. Kind of a show of my own. Laughter therapy with Lorraine Maisel, huh? <laughs> Bless her soul. So let me let let let's go back to. Believe, and let's go back to um, a, a WeChat um, person that has just said a WeChat person. A WeChat person. White people of today must pay for the for, for their forefathers' evils. How can they do that? They can each adopt a black family. So, as a, as a white privileged person, I have an adopted black child. 
He's now 28. Oh, yeah, I remember. Right. Mm. He's been in my life for 24 years because I thought we, we, we met when we, he was two or 18 months. And, yeah, I managed to help him get an education and help him build his life. So maybe I'm not one of those white privileged mm-hmm. people. Hallelujah. That was 24 years ago, Duncan. That was before it was cool to have a black family as an adoption. Then, sorry, I'm going to carry on reading. And then, guys, be honest. What's your reaction when you see white beggar versus a black beggar? Mark, let's hear what you think. Oh, I think that these are, I mean, these conversations are amazing. I mean, this is exactly my point, right? And, yeah. and, and that's a credit to this show because um, we open up this sort of dialogue. And, and, and this is great because this dialogue's not aggressive. Um, it might be controversial. It might, I mean, but the point is, is that we're opening up those, those discussions and people are feeling safe to do so. And I think that is. Well, that's so what Cliff important. Central and is all about. And I don't know about. the answer and that's to, what all, to that's what Cliff Central is all about. There aren't any answers, Mark. I don't think there's a yeah. li- there's an answer yeah, to life in general. Exactly. But yes, there are people that the people that are able to just say what they feel. Yeah. And, fe- and, and say it without having to have any fear of reprisal. Uh, yes, or, and there's no condition. It's completely yeah. unconditional. It's about this is what I'm saying, and this is how I'm saying it, and this is how I feel as a human being. How you take it is your choice, totally. you know, completely and utterly. And, you know, uh, uh, seeing a white person on the street and seeing a black person on the street is, for me, very different. Um, I was in Cape Town watching the mountain, work, driving to work, so the privilege. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and there were these… How many black people did you see there? A lot. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm from Woodstock, eh? We, my office is in Woodstock. There's lots of black people in Woodstock. Uh, I'm not there from the, on that, that side of the mountain where there's no black people. Okay, bless my soul. I like to hang out with the real people. Do you walk around Cape Town looking for black people, Lorraine? Oh, there's a black. Oh, there's another black. <laughs> I told you, we're just a pigment of color. No, I definitely don't. Okay. I don't pick them out. Hmm. I pick out hot men. You're hot. He's hot. Mark's hot. Mm-hmm. Who's hotter, hot. though? I, I mean, who's hotter? Duncan or You know what, Mark? I, you and I go back a long time, but I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> Duncan's more my style. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I know. I've got to <laughs> Duncan's a good looking man. I'm black yes. hot and Mike is white hot. What oh. happened to my date that you organized with the policeman? So what we did in last week's, uh, last, uh, the last show we did, Lorraine, I hooked up Lorraine with uh, a black police officer. Who could, oh, yeah. beautiful. Who could. And what, what were your requirements? I can't remember. There was five requirements. This is the first thing that Lorraine <laughs> said to me when I was hooking her up with this guy. This is the, the first thing. He needs to know how to speak English. Oh, bullshit! Duncan, you talk such crap! He needs to have a job. I'm like, what? Would you say the same thing if I was hooking you up with a, a white folk? Duncan, you are talking we such do garbage. Ha- we do have the podcast, though, what, we could play it. What, what, what were the other criteria? You no, know, the criteria was I wanted somebody intelligent. Mm-hmm. I wanted somebody with, um, yeah, I was intelligent. And I can't remember. There was five. There was a big five that I chose. And mm. I can't even remember what they were. So English, I think it was job. Bullshit! I remember. I was so disappointed. In physical criteria? Because I know It doesn't have to be physical. He, he, as long as he, you know what? I have a conversation with somebody. That's what I want. I want to sit down and have an intellectual conversation with somebody. I don't want to be sitting there like Duncan is quite sexy because of his, of his brain and his mind. Not because of, I mean, he is good looking. Oh, thanks, Lorraine. He's got red pants on. You know me, the fashion is the fashion police. We. It's actually maroon. Sorry, maroon pant. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you know, he would be the type of guy that I would definitely go for because I can sit down and I know if I'm going to go for dinner or something and we got to go and see a movie, we got to see a movie that's got some substance to it, or we can go and see a movie that's going to laugh and we're going to be able to do both. So, yeah. Duncan, you're yeah. such a liar and please play that podcast again. Yeah, I definitely act. will. You are going to see I Wanted, I Wanted Hot, I Wanted a Big Penis, I Wanted Educated, well, intelligent is no, not educated. You actually wrote them down. Remember, I, that's why I can remember that specifically. The first two things you said were that. No, you took such cuck. We are having an argument on air. This is hysterical. Okay, sorry. Yo, this is hysterical. Maybe we should just actually just go. Are, are you still with your girlfriend? Yeah, forever. I loves my girls. <laughs> girls. No, my, that, that's a uh, to education. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, it. Michael, tell me, tell me a little bit about you as a person. Do you want to shag, first of all? Would you shag me? Uh, now? Yes. Uh, Duncan might have to leave the room, though. Uh, <laughs> Would we make uh, a mess on the windows? It's the whole two guy, one girl thing. Doesn't, I don't it know doesn't work for you. Oh, okay. Me, no. Okay. No. okay. Okay. So, have you got a girlfriend? Can we find you a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, as it happens. And uh, what? Why are you such a charming oh, white oh, man with a white shirt, oh, bald, great teeth? Hey, hey, so can you, we find him a nice black girl? What? Are, what's your criteria? Let's go. Three, three criteria. English. Uh, three. No. <laughs> <laughs> Defin- definitely not the. It's definitely not a big penis. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So female is a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 intelligence, humor, and chemistry. Are you saying That's black it. people are not intelligent? Uh, no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm definitely. Okay. Duncan's trying very hard to be yeah. controversial. <laughs> completely to, controversial. Yeah. Completely, yeah. completely controversial. So I want to say, I want to say something that, um, um, what is chemistry, Mark? That's one of those one of those ethereal things that you can't really explain, right? And we had that same discussion on Sunday. Like uh, chemistry. Would, would, do you think that I've got chemistry? You, you can't have chemistry all on your own, Lorraine. No, chemistry is between two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, if you clearly you didn't me, listen you, to anything we <laughs> I, I said. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you look at me, you go. Actually, she's quite sexy. No, is what you should say is, do we have chemistry? That's do we gel? Do we have go. chemistry? You, you and I. Yeah. No, I think I think so. Definitely. Do we? Yeah. Yeah, I know what chemistry is. So yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could, if I could take your brain, if I could take your brains and put them in a black body, that would be perfect for so, me. So, what black you're saying is that you would only have sex with a black woman. Is that right? No, all I'm saying is that if I could take Lorraine's brains and put them in a black body, that's all I'm saying. In a black body. Uh, well, 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 yeah, well diverted. Ish, man, you're telling me not a black body. Please, no black sense here, Lorraine. <laughs> Please, yeah. please. <laughs> you are the worst one with that. Don't give me that shit. You are throwing this at me. I can see. <laughs> you are throwing this at me, and it's not okay. Sorry, Law. I'm so sorry, Law. I will never do it again. What, what did I do exactly? <laughs> Mike, tell us more about believe. Oh, thanks, 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 brother. thanks. thanks. Yeah. Glad you brought it back to me. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so really, what what I believe is 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 a is a new business. Um, it's been going for a month now, and we, um, I, I would call it a transformation agency. So we we do uh, in the BE space, we do um, a BE advisory or consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, we do transformation talks. We do cultural cohesion uh, interventions in organisations. 
Um, and uh, and then we we have an investment fund as well, where we raise funding uh, for for BE transactions, um, which which is another very exciting part of uh, where BE is going, and and why why I believe that the region believe. Yeah, exactly. Why you believe? You know what, Mike? I think I think what we need to do is I think um, I need to get you onto Gareth's show in a couple of months' time when you are up and running and 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 well, we, and able we're to up, we're up and running, but you know we 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 are still still young, but we certainly are up and running. And uh, unfortunately, our website, which is www.believe. Uh, uh, if you land, there's a landing page there which says we're we're under transformation ourselves, our web page. But uh, it'll tell you what what we do in a very very short note. But uh, we're we're getting there, and and the, the traction is amazing already. In in the month that I've been in business, we are flying. It's absolutely amazing, and That's it's indicative amazing. of and it's, what's and it's going great on that you can country. give back. Thank you, Mark, and thank you so much. Um, if you want to tweet Mark, uh, what is your Twitter, Mark? It is Woody, W-O-O-D-I-E, <laughs> underscore Mike. Woody uh, for Mike Wood, which is my surname. Which is your surname. Can I ask you how big your penis is now? No, Joe, you, can you, you, do, you don't, can. I don't want to know. You can. <laughs> I really don't want to know. Um, at this particular point, we have to go. It's only a 45-minute show because Duncan has a 15-minute special coming up for you. So I'd like to say thank you to everybody for listening to the show. Uh, Laughter Therapy with Lorraine Maslin. Hopefully, I'll be invited again. I didn't think I was going to be invited after the last time. So uh, <laughs> I'm pleased to be back, and it's good to be back at the at the Cliff Central thing. If you want to tweet me, it's on Lorraine Maisel, um, or Facebook me on Lorraine Maisel, or Instagram me on Lorraine Maisel. Otherwise, you can go to Woody underscore Mike. Correct. That's it. Okay. Woody. Uh, Woody, as yeah, in Woody. W R I E, not as in Y. I-E. Right, guys, take care. Thank you. Thank you, Law. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for being here, Mark. This is CliffCentral.com.